is the SWBC Mortgage Dallas Cowboys Legends Show. Tony Dorsett has scored his first touchdown as a pro. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Tony Hill, touchdown, Tony Hill. Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Mahindra. Find your nearest Mahindra dealer at texasmahindradealers.com. And by SWBC Mortgage. Prepare to win. Call SWBC for all your insurance needs. Now your hosts, Mickey Spagnola and Bill Jones. Oh, do we ever have a great Wednesday night for you here at the Cowboys Club at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco, Texas. Bill Jones along with... Our legend, Mickey Spagnuolo yeah, yeah, in the yeah, house. Yeah. Hello, Mickey. I appreciate that, Bill, very much, but let's not exaggerate, okay? All right, all right. Well, we may have another legend in the house then. I think we do. We've got a cowboy hat on the desk over here. What does that mean, Mickey? Well, it means one and only one thing, that it must be Walt Garrison in the house. <laughs> all right, we've got Walt Garrison, our <laughs> Cowboys legends guest. Hello, Walt. How you doing? Uh, up to now, so far. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, good to have you. We haven't seen you in a while. Well, you hadn't come out to Frisco and the shame of it is we only live about two miles from each other and yeah. I've been out to his place and I've been out to his place too. <laughs> it's like a museum, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I love that place. Log cabin out in Argyle. That just means you're old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a horse trailer out there still? Amen. The one I signed for my rookie season. It's been a few moons ago. Yes, it has. 1966, (laughs) right? That's a long time ago. Goodness gracious. Yeah. It's over 50 years ago. Did you know that? No. (laughs) I'm not not 50 yet. Don't worry worry about the math, you know. Don't worry about it. Well, I have to get a calculator out. Yeah, there you go. No one does it in their head anymore anyway. We got Walt Garrison here. We've got Danny Sarek over there with a wireless microphone. If you have a question, and I know all of you have a question for Walt here over the course of the next hour, Danny will look you up, and uh, we'll put your question on the air. We'll put you on the air, and you can ask a question of Walt. Walt, you paying attention to this current Cowboys team? Yes and no. Yeah. Uh, when they win, you're paying attention. When you got they, it. When, uh, you weren't paying attention Sunday. No, they're doing all right. They're doing good. It's just, you know, they got some great players. So when we were driving here, Walt reminded me or told me he used to live out this way when it was nothing but farmland, right? Yeah, that's all it was. I lived in Frisco. Which wasn't it, – it wasn't nothing but farmland not that long ago, too. Yeah, it's oh, that's so true, too. fast out here. But, yeah, he uh, – yeah, he – When they his, just had one high school, Frisco High School, now they got like <laughs> ten high schools. They might there. not have had a high school back then. <laughs> uh, they didn't have anybody that got that far in class. <laughs> <laughs> But, of course, Walt is uh, from Louisville. He was a fighting farmer, Louisville High School back in the day, and then on to Oklahoma State and then the Cowboys. So a fighting farmer to an Oklahoma State Cowboy to a Dallas Cowboy. And you know what? He's got an interesting story, he told me. I always love when we find out how guys, like, get started, right? And uh, 
So why don't you tell us the story about where you worked in high school and how you ended up with your scholarship to Oklahoma State. Well, I, yeah, I worked at the American Nut Company. <laughs> Had nothing to do with my brain or anything like that. It was, they made commodity peanut butter, and I worked at midnight till 8 shift when I was in high school. But the guy that owned So what it, did you do? Uh, unloaded boxcars of peanuts. Like the big sacks? Yeah. No way. How many pounds? Uh, 98 to 110. Whoa. Wow. And you did this at night? Uh, from midnight to 8 in the morning. Like on the weekends? Yeah. So uh, did you, you played high school football? Well, Friday night after the football games, I couldn't go to dance or go to beer joint or anything like that. <laughs> the beer I, uh, joint. In high school, you're not supposed to go to the beer joint, Walt. Well, I mean... <laughs> That was back a ways ago. Well, the pizza it's like, place, like the pizza it's, parlor. <laughs> well, it's like at the bar we went to. If you were tall enough to get your money up on the counter, they'd hand you a beer down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like Six Flags. If you're tall enough to ride the ride. So, so after the games, you would go to work. Uh huh. Till eight o'clock in the morning. Yep. From midnight to eight. Mm-hmm. All right. So you worked there. So how, how did that help you uh, with your scholarship? Well, the guy that owned it, Zan Burroughs, his brother was the governor of New Mexico. Okay. And uh, he told my dad, he said, you know, I'll get him a scholarship to New Mexico State because it's a land-grant college funded by the government. And he was pretty big in the government. And he called New Mexico State, and uh, they said, we're sorry, but we don't have any scholarships left. So the governor of New Mexico New Mexico called the governor of Oklahoma, and that's how I got to Oklahoma State, not because I could play football, but because I could unload peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a true story, I'm telling you. And then, and then you also had offers to get a rodeo scholarship? Oh, yeah. So Ross and Texas Tech and one in California. Uh, San Luis Obispo, something oh, yeah. like that. Oh yeah, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. Can, that's it. And uh, they had, and back then, a lot of the colleges had rodeo teams, and that's where I wanted to go. But the one that offered me the best scholarship was a junior college. And my dad, he told me, he said, "Boy, let me tell you something." He said, two years at Sol Ross or four years at Oklahoma State." He said, now, you're smart enough to figure that out, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And, and Sol, I'm glad it's I a went more to, valuable scholarship. Yeah, I'm glad you. I went to Oklahoma State. And Sol Rouse is like in the middle of nowhere, right? Alpine, Texas. Alpine, well, like Sol going Rouse, towards yeah. El Paso well, or whatever, sort of. Uh, Oklahoma State's in Stillwater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If that tells you anything, <laughs> I didn't know where Stillwater was. Really? No. So the first time you... I never heard of First Oklahoma. time you knew or where it was, you were there, right? Yep. Have you ever heard uh, the directions Barry Switzer gives to, to Stillwater? I don't know if I can say it on the air. Oh. No. <laughs> well, they know. got a dump button if you need it, you know. Well, the only thing I can brag about at Oklahoma State is we beat OU twice there while I was there. There you go. We killed them one year. We beat them 16 to 14. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny thing is uh, you, you had never played running back until you got there, right? No, I was a linebacker. In, at Louisville. And you know who my freshman coach was at Oklahoma State? Uh, Bump Phillips. Nope. Oh. Sammy Ball. Really? How Sammy about that? Ball, the TCU Sammy Ball. Great. Wow. Oh, yeah. Slinging Sammy Ball. Slinging Sammy. So he wasn't the quarterback coach. 
Huh? He wasn't the quarterback. Oh, he was the running he was back. The, coach? He was the whole the he, whole offense. He was the head coach for the freshmen. Oh, okay. Oh, I got you. Because oh, okay. the freshmen were, you know, you played freshmen, and some of the freshmen played on the varsity, but not everybody. I got you. So, how did a linebacker end up at fullback? Well, whenever Phil Cutchin, who was a coach at Alabama, uh, assistant coach there, they made him the head coach. And if you played linebacker on defense, you either played center or fullback on offense. See, Leroy Jordan was a center. You're right. You know, and so you played both ways. But uh, And I was too little to play uh, center, so I was a fullback. And that's when you learned to block? Uh, well, I never did learn to block. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they do now, you know, Mickey. They turn the linebackers into fullbacks right. now in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that was the best thing ever happened to me. I thought it was the worst thing at the time, but it wasn't. And back then, the fullback was the primary running back. Yeah. They handed you the ball. Quite a few times. Right? Mm-hmm. And what, what uh, if I remember correctly, was it your senior year at Oklahoma State? You led them in rushing? Mm-hmm. Read the, the league, the league, too? The Big Eight, yeah. Big eight. The Big yep. Eight? Yep. How well, about that? not surprising. He went on to play in the NFL, Mickey. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Tell us the time that it was a dandy Don Meredith handed you the ball time after time again, your rookie year. Yeah. Your yeah. little initiation. Yeah, your initiation yeah. into the NFL. You got to carry the ball a lot that day. Dandy Don. <laughs> the, I called him the working man's wife's best friend. The working man's wife. <laughs> so it, it was, a, it was a, a road game, I think you told me the story. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh or? Well, yeah, and Perk got hurt. Uh, Don Perkins hurt his ankle or something. And so Coach Sanders said, uh, or Coach Cutchin said, get in there and play, you know. Or, And I said, okay. <laughs> and uh, so that was an awakening for me. Yeah. You know, but I played a lot of third down situations with the Cowboys because Perk, I mean, he was a hell of a blocker and a hell of a runner but he couldn't catch a cold in a blizzard (laughs) (laughs) so you told me the initiation was don took you to dinner the night before the game yes he did (laughs) and they they did that to all he didn't but he did for me you know he said well you're going to go eat because we used to eat at a restaurant instead of having a a team meeting a Mm -hmm. team meal right you uh, went to a restaurant, and, and uh, we went to a restaurant there, and Meredith said, uh, what are you drinking? I said, iced tea. He said, no, you're not. I said, what am I drinking? He said, well, you're drinking beer or you're drinking some kind of drink? Because Meredith drank some kind uh, of drink. scotch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate scotch. That's <laughs> terrible. So you drank scotch? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like well, Don, a, that's what Don Meredith wanted me to yeah, drink. Like, like a lot? <laughs> you drank you drink whatever Don told you uh, yeah. you're drinking. I, and Meredith told me, he said, boy, let me tell you something. You drink a drink every time I do. <laughs> 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 Alcoholic couldn't keep up with Meredith. <laughs> you know, god dang. So the next day you. I had a headache. And, and this, you, is, this was the night before the game. Yeah. And okay. the next day you, had, you ended up going in late and having to play? Yep. And? After. We were ahead or way behind. That's the only time I got to play. And because uh, Don Perkins was a heck of a guy, right? And a heck of a fullback, you know. And uh, but he couldn't catch a cold in a blizzard. And uh, so you got into the game, yeah, late. 
yeah, third down situations and stuff like that, you know, because I could catch a football. Right. I know that's hard for you to believe, but I could. I, I, I believe you. <laughs> and, and I believe you told me they, they just kind of handed you the ball because they were trying to run out the clock at the yeah. end of the game. How were you feeling uh, getting that many carries? Uh, well, I was feeling good until the next morning. Yeah. And then I was a little sore. But, uh, you know, them uh, pro football players are bigger than I thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, I think, uh, didn't Meredith tell you something funny afterwards? Like you were, you were so tired and getting hit. It, it, and he said something about, well, if you wouldn't, if you would have quit getting first downs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meredith, that might have been the funniest white man I was ever around in my life. <laughs> He had a lot of funny stuff to say, yeah. and that, one of the great quarterbacks too. Yeah, I mean he wasn't just funny. He was well, and and Staubach got mad at me one time because he interviewed me when I was after I was starting stuff. They said, "Who's the best quarterback you played with?" I said, "Well, the smartest quarterback was Don Meredith." <laughs> I said, "But if I had one game to win, I'd want Roger in there." Well, they left that part out of it, <laughs> and uh, so. Here come drawback. We call him drawback. Drawback. drawback but he, he come down my room and threw that paper on the bed. He said, you say that? I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, you think Meredith's smarter than me? I said, he calls his own plays. Tom calls your play. Now, who in the heck do you think smarter? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You mentioned uh, Danny Don Meredith and Don Perkins. Yeah. And, of course, now we've got Tony Romo went straight from the Cowboys to the CBS broadcast booth. Yeah. Of course, Dandy Don Meredith went straight from the Cowboys to ABC Monday Night Football. Yep. Jason Witten goes straight from the Cowboys <laughs> to Monday Night Football. And then Don Perkins also went straight yep. from the NFL to the CBS studio. So this is a tradition yeah. that really started back in the 60s with those guys. Nobody offered me a job. <laughs> well, what was the deal? You were funny. You, you, you did two sports. Hey, you got commercials. You got the skull commercial, Yes, right? I did. God, my father can beat your father at dominoes. You know what they say? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, well, uh, and the reason I got the commercial is after we were ahead or way behind and the starting guys mm -hmm. didn't get to play. And I was over there, and the trainer had a can of Copenhagen, and I said, hey, and they got that on, uh, they got that on film. Me taking a dip, <laughs> and the ad agency in New York City saw it and called U.S. Tobacco. They said, "You're looking for somebody to advertise for your product." Well, I found one, <laughs> and that's how I got to work for about 30 years for U.S. Tobacco and, and free snuff. Uh, well, <laughs> and the Cowboys were fine with it. Kinda. Kinda. <laughs> so what is it you just picked up for our, for yeah. our audience? Who so, can, oh. can and you guys need to know, we'll talk about it when we come back we're, from the we're break. On, we're on oh. DallasCowboys.com, the, vi oh. the video version of it, <laughs> but so you can see. He's got some, he's, he, he whittles. He still has a whittling shop at, at so his let's house. So let's talk Walt the Whittler when we come back there we here go. on the it. Cowboys <laughs> Legends Show from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Oh. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. Oh, Big Ben struck midnight. To the SWBC Mortgage Dallas Cowboys Legends Show. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. 
SWBC Mortgage, for more than 40 years, SWBC has been helping people, companies, and financial institutions prepare to win in Texas and across the country. Visit SWBC.com to learn more. Bill Jones with Mickey Spagnola and our legends guest, the great Walt Garrison, in the house here at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco, and we've got Danny Sarek with the wireless microphone. How you doing, Danny? Hi, guys. Doing well, thanks. Oh, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here. Uh, our first question tonight, Walt, will come from Drisco, who is from Frisco. Hey, Walt, uh, I'm back in your days. I graduated in 64, so <laughs> uh, I knew you were from Louisville. You did the linebacker and all the running back stuff, uh, but... And you had 30 time, 39 touchdowns, I think, something like that. So what was your longest touchdown run? In high school? And, no, in college. I mean, in a pro, excuse me. With the, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, and I think who, three yards. <laughs> three yards and a cloud of dust. <laughs> well, you were. That's what you were known for, that and catching the ball. But uh, uh, And who was the hardest? Who, who hit you the hardest that you can remember? All of them. All of them. There wasn't anybody that you... Well, Butkus was pretty good at hitting you. He came in about the same time you did, yeah. then, right? Yeah. Same same year? Good All, guy. Right? Good 65, guy. 66. We got, to, we got to be friends after both of us retired. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I bet you weren't friends when you played against uh, him. Not with him, no. <laughs> he was good. No, I played with some great guys, though, on my team and on other teams. But Butkus so, was the toughest, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah? You didn't want him to hit you. <laughs> did, you did you tell Meredith, don't be handing me the ball? Yeah, he handed he hand you the ball, and uh, Butkus would uh, hurt you. Back in the day when guys could hurt you, right? Middle linebackers? Uh, yeah. Yep. Let me give you the lowdown on Walt Garrison as an Oklahoma State Cowboy. <laughs> Played fullback for OSU from 1963 to 65. During that time, he rushed for seven 100-yard games as a fullback. That's a lot of three-yard carries there. <laughs> yeah, Currently 12th on the OSU all-time career rushing list with 2,041 yards, 4.5 yards a carry. Now get this. In 1964, he was named to the all-academic team. And, of course, all Big 8 in 1965. Well, I went to Oklahoma State. You don't have to be real smart. (laughs) I was going to say, he was the first Oklahoma State Cowboy to be named to the all-academic team. I cheated. (laughs) Didn't uh, Meredith have kind of a funny line about your three-yard games? Oh, yeah, he, Meredith said, if you need three yards, give it to Walt, and he'll get you three yards. If you need seven yards, give it to Walt, and he'll get you three yards. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like him anyway. Uh, <laughs> so you, uh, uh, you said Dick Butkus is the toughest player on an on opposing team. Who was the toughest player on the Cowboys team when you played? Well, we had two or three, really. Leroy Jordan, middle linebacker, was good. Bob Lilly wasn't too bad himself. Yeah. And uh, – uh, Rayfield Wright, who was a – he started out as a defensive tackle, and then they moved him to offensive tackle. And now and he's he wound the, up in Canton. Now he's in the pro, <laughs> he's in the pro football Hall of Fame. Yeah. Good guy. Funny Good how guy. things work. But, you know, the guy that he uh, he told me and he was talking, we were driving over, he respected and thought was a really tough guy 
was Don Perkins. Oh, God. If he hadn't retired, I never would have got to play. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what. If, and if he could have caught a football. You would have never got to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never would have got to play. No, Perk was a good guy. Great guy. Great fullback. Great guy. And he, he and I remember you telling me he, he helped you out a lot. Oh, too. yeah. When I was a rookie, of course, I didn't know which way. Yeah. Up was. The, the <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know how to read defenses. In college, we didn't read defenses, you know. But uh, in the pros, you read defenses. You know, you know the difference between a Frisco and a Los Angeles, L.A. and everything else defense. And Perk taught me more about football than, I hate to say this, than Tom Landry did. Really? Yeah. I mean, as far as fullback position. And I'd run a play in practice, and he'd come back, or I'd come back to him, and he'd say, no, you don't block the end. You block the goddamn tackle. You know, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'll try to remember that. And Great you, guy. And you guys played the same position, though. Oh, yeah. So, But he tried to help me, but then when I was a starting fullback, I did the same thing for Newhouse. Uh-huh. You know, because, I mean, Coach Landry's offense was pretty difficult. Right. You know, and the first time they called a play, I said, what in the heck is that? You know, I had no idea. But uh, you learn under Coach Landry. Yeah, Perk was a – Perk's a good guy. Oh, God, yeah. That was one of my favorite guys to, to, to meet. Yeah, you went out to New Mexico yeah. and interviewed him, right? I was, tell, I was telling him, and, and uh, my, my Don Perkins story was when they did the uh, ceremony outside for the Ring of Honor, he was here, and they would have each guy go to their number – and he was he kind of had a, a cane or whatever to help him walk. And when he got to his number here outside, they brought him on a golf cart and they met him at the golf cart with a wheelchair. And he took one look at that wheelchair and it was like, mm -mm. Uh -uh. and he walked to his number. He yeah. wasn't taking a ride. Yeah. And I looked at his daughter and she just kind of shook her head and yeah. started laughing. He goes, <laughs> "That's my dad right there." Yeah. And that sounds like Park was a tough guy. Yeah. And the other guy you told me helped you out was uh, Dan Reeves. Frog. Frog? <laughs> that was his nickname. I didn't know that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got the room together. He picked me for a roommate. Why? I don't know. I think because he had that old southern drawl, and I could understand that. Nobody else could. But uh, one of the smartest guys I was ever around. Well, that's good. Uh, I think Danny's got another question for you. Uh oh I sure do, guys. This time it's from Boomer from McKinney. Hey, Walt, got a quick question for you. So I've heard rumors over the years about how crazy Bob Lilly was. I just want to know, was he as crazy and nuts as I've always heard? No. <laughs> no. He wasn't. He was one of the best linemen I was ever around. Him and Rayfield Wright, probably. So he, yeah. went, he wasn't a wild guy off the field? Huh? I no. Don't, I don't remember Well, that. he might have. Yeah. <laughs> He reformed later then. Well, you need to be a football player. You need to learn to relax after yeah. the games. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> no, he was a good son of a buck. Good guy. Okay, so tell us quickly the story about how you get your signing bonus with the Cowboys. We need to hear that again. Well, I played at Oklahoma State, and uh, I, I say I played pretty good. Uh, I led the Big Eight one year in, in rushing, but uh, – uh, and they asked me, they said, Gil Brandt, 
That's a working man's wife's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you were a fifth-round draft pick. But you were Cowboys. a draft choice, right? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Were you surprised you got drafted? Oh, uh, Lord, yeah. <laughs> well, I was also a free agent draft with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, so the AFL. AFL. Same. Yeah. That's what AFL-NFL deal, yeah, you know. Right. But uh, my daddy said, uh, boy, let me tell you something. He said, Dallas is closer to Louisville than Kansas City is. <laughs> he gave you a geography lesson. <laughs> yeah. He said, so sign with Dallas. And the thing that made me sign with Dallas was I wanted a two-horse inland trailer. They gave me a Pontiac Grand Prix. And, uh, As part I, of your signing bonus. Signing bonus, yeah. And I said. Which, by the way, back then. For those of you maybe too young, the Pontiac Grand Prix was uptown. <laughs> it was good. But, uh, and I said, uh, well, I'd sign if you'd do one more thing. And they said, what's that? I said, I want a two-horse inline trailer. You want to explain to them what an inline trailer is? Well, trailer inline trailer is where one horse is behind the other one. Most people know what an inline is. Oh, okay, uh, he does it. Uh, I didn't know they, until he explained it to me a long they, time see, ago. I, I didn't even knew that, Mickey, because I'm from Irving. They want, yeah. <laughs> There's one horse behind. So what did when you told Gil that? What was his reaction? He, he said, said a what? Yeah, yeah. What the heck is that? You know, I said it's a horse trailer. He said, well, what does it cost? I said, well, probably thirty-eight hundred dollars. And so he went to Tex and he said he wants a stupid horse trailer. <laughs> I didn't have one. I had a brand new Pontiac and nothing to pull behind it. Right. So, uh, they give me a horse trailer, and I still got it out there at the house. I ju- I we you saw I've it. seen it. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. it's still there. Does yeah. it roll? Does it still uh, move? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I pull it every once in a while. Horses really? will get in it. Huh? Yeah. But it's hard to get them in there the first time you do it because it's just long and narrow. Right. And when you load that first horse in there, he'll get in there and stop, and you. Kind of have to take a little hot shot and get him on up a little bit. So I, I think you, you told me once that you, you asked for a little bit more than the horse trailer. You wanted a hitch. Uh, yeah. I wanted a hitch on that Pontiac they gave me. And the hitch cost damn near as much as the Pontiac. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, and you had to show it to Tex? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tex, uh, I drove my Pontiac to training. I mean, to the training room and. Tex was there, and he come out, and he said, did you come in at Pontiac? I said, that's the only thing I got to drive. You know, <laughs> yeah, I came in. He said, can I go look at it? I said, yeah. And he got it on his knees and then on his back and slid under the back of that Pontiac to look. And I said, what the hell are at- you looking for? He said, I want to see a damn hitch that's worth $1,500. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. Walt Garrison, our guest here on the Cowboys Legends Show, and we continue in a moment from the star in Frisco. Maker's Mark. We make our bourbon carefully. Please enjoy it that way. Back, back, back. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. Oh, Big Ben struck midnight. To the SWBC Mortgage Dallas Cowboys Legends Show. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the star in Frisco. Fans United, where you can find game day gear for every Cowboys fan. Visit shopfansunited.com to find a location near you. We're at the Cowboys Club here at the Star in Frisco. Mickey Spagnola, there is so much to do out here at the Star. There sure is, Bill. You can shop, you can eat, 
There's high school football on Thursday and Friday nights here. Absolutely, and you can see it from the Cowboys Club if you're a member up here, too, that's, by the way. That's exactly right. Got a nice crowd here. We're here each and every Wednesday night, and our guest this week is Walt Garrison. Mickey, before we go on, give us a little update on what's going on with this Cowboys team as far as injuries are concerned. Well, I've got Sean my... Lee is out for a little while. I've got my like. injury list somewhere here, Bill. Um, yeah, <laughs> Sean Lee out. Um, probably a week or two with a strained hamstring, so he didn't practice. Malik Collins still nursing a sprained uh, MCL, his knee. Uh, he did not practice, and obviously Travis Frederick still not back yet. Uh, mm-hmm. But other than that, most of the other people are, you know, they're limited, but they're able to do something. So by time I think they get to Sunday's game, they should be able to uh, be able to play. Now, Detroit, one of their main uh, pass rusher, Ziggy uh, Ziggy Ansa, has been hurting with a shoulder, and it showed today that he didn't practice either. And, uh, by the way, the Lions come in here on Sunday at noon with the number one ranked pass defense in the National Football League. They do. Yes. They also are the, uh, what was it, they were last in rushing offense, maybe it was. They, it was a weird. Well, they probably, no, no, they were last against the run, but they're first against the pass. All right, yeah, that's right. That's what it is. Yeah, and yeah. they finally had a 100-yard rusher their last game against New England. They beat New England on Sunday night, and carry on Johnson, a rookie out of Auburn. First time since 2013 they had a 100-yard rusher in a game. Danny with the wireless microphone. Hello, Danny. Hi, guys. The question now, Walt, is actually going to come from me. Uh-oh. So, you better yeah. be ready. Here comes the, here comes the fastball. <laughs> I know you competed in some rodeos, and I'm just curious, which is more strenuous on your body, competing in a rodeo or playing in an NFL game getting tackled? Well, I was a steer wrestler, and... The steers don't knock you down like them defensive ends and tackles do in football. But, uh, no, I never did. I only got hurt one time rodeoing, and that was it. But uh, What do you mean that was it? That was the last injury you had or that ended? That was the only injury I had. You hurt your knee, right? Yep. But you're jumping off the horse and grabbing this, this animal? Well, it's called a steer. A steer. <laughs> <laughs> but it is an animal. You're right. And you, and you, and, and, and you grabbed on to the horns or what? Yeah. What's the deal? You yeah. grabbed on the horns, throw them down. Uh, how do you learn? Like, how do you practice? How do you learn that? Well, you practice, just but like Zed. So, okay, so when was the first time that you wrestled a steer? When I was in high school. Okay. When I was a junior or senior in high school, because they had the TYRA, Texas Youth Rodeo Association, and uh, they had a lot of rodeos, and they had the finals in Hallisville, Texas, and I got to go there twice. So, so what made you think I should jump off a horse while it's running and jump on a because steer? Because they pay you money if you do it quick <laughs> enough. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> so when you graduated from Louisville High School, mm-hmm. and then you, you said that you had you entertained offers to go be a college wrestler. If you had it your way, if all things being equal, would you have rather been a wrestler or... No, rodeo wrestler. I mean, I'm not wrestler. I'm mean, sorry, rodeo. Well, it, well I was rodeo. a steer wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Steer wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. I was a wrestler. Would you rather be a rodeo cowboy or a Dallas cowboy? Well, the way it worked out, Dallas Cowboys paid me more than I ever made rodeo. And so... Uh, <laughs> but if rodeo would have paid as much as the Dallas Cowboys... Is that, what was your first love? 
Oh, I loved rodeo. Yeah, I figured. I still do. I still roll. So do you team do, rope. Did you do all the events or just one? No, well, when I was in high school, I rode bulls and bareback horses and bulldog. And then I got too big to ride bareback horses because you look at all the world champions and stuff like Larry Mahan or those guys, they don't weigh 150, 160 pounds, you know, because this up here pulls you off into your hands. So. Yeah. So did you do it in college at Oklahoma State? Uh-huh. Like during the season or off-season, uh, summers? And uh, off-season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I did it with the Cowboys uh, when I was a rookie because I wasn't playing because, I mean, I was on the kamikaze squads, you know, covering, Special teams. covering punts and kickoffs and stuff. Right. Because Don Perkins was a hell of a guy and a hell of a fullback. But uh, So I would go to Mesquite on Saturday night. We had a meeting to start with at the Cowboys, but I could leave – as soon as the meeting was over and get there, and the buddy of mine would carry the hazing horse and the bulldogging horse over there. So the night before the game? Yeah. And uh, that worked for four or five weeks, and then uh, somebody called Coach Landry, and they said, man, we want to say thanks. And he said, well, you're welcome. What for? He said, well, y'all let Walt come over here and bulldog at Mesquite the night before football games. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the last time I did that. <laughs> so, did, how did that go down? Did he call you in? The, uh, he called me into the little office, uh-huh. which was pretty small. And, and uh, he said? He said, well, did you go to Rodeo last Saturday night? And I said, I knew he knew. <laughs> right. you know, I said, that's old line to Coach Landry wasn't good. And I uh, said, yes, sir. He said, uh, you know, you get hurt doing that. I said, you can get hurt playing football too, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I said, ignorance is what makes any sport dangerous. And I said, I've been bulldogging since high school, uh-huh. and I don't take chances, you know. He said, well, we won't do it anymore during the season. We won't we? do it anymore. <laughs> I said, no, sir, we won't. <laughs> and so I didn't. <laughs> so did you give it up for a while then? Well, or did you do it in the off-season? I did it in the off-season. Yeah. And that was okay with him? Well, he came to the rodeo one night. Did he? Really? Yeah, at Mesquite. And uh, so I was out there unsaddling. I, I won like second or third in the bulldog. And I was out there unsaddling my horse. And somebody tapped me on the shoulder. And I turned around and I went, <laughs> <laughs> Coach Landry. <laughs> he said, you know, that's not as dangerous as I thought it was, Walt. Really? Yeah. He said, but we won't do that during the season anymore. <laughs> What was uh, – and you got pretty good at it, too, right? Didn't you do some national rodeos? Oh, yeah, but uh, I never did win world, but uh, – Oh, I, world. I, I, Nationals? Yeah. I got to go to the national finals a couple of times. So in, in bulldogging? Mm-hmm. And then when did you start roping? Uh, when they wouldn't let me bulldog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> a little safer? Yeah. <laughs> but even the roping, you had to – well, you don't have to get off your horse, though, roping. Oh, okay. And heading and healing. Now, calf roping, you got to get off and tie a calf. But right. And heading and healing on, and steer roping, you know, one guy ropes the heads, the other one ropes the heels. And uh, so you didn't have to get off your horse. So. I got you. And he, and he has a, a kind of a, a rodeo ring, what do you call it? Uh, well, it's a roping arena there at the house. A, arena at his yeah. house, yeah, yeah. where you, you could still <laughs> practice. Yeah. Yeah? I still like to ride horses. Yeah. Tell me about the whittling. When did you get started whittling? Uh, when I was in high school, I used to go to a, we used to go, a buddy of mine lived in Irving, Texas, and he used to take me to 
a barbecue place there. And uh, this guy had Woodlands. He had Woodlands in the Smithsonian Institute is how good he was. Really? And I now, said, Walt's pretty close to that. Would you teach me how to whittle? And he said, I ain't got time, boy. Uh -huh. And then I kept going in there and sitting over there. He had a bench that you could go in there and whittle if you wanted to and make shavings because I couldn't make anything. And finally he said, okay, I'm going to show you something. And he showed me about the grain and wood and everything else, you know. And, and uh, so he taught me a lot of stuff, how to, how to whittle stuff. Well, you've seen a bunch of yeah, stuff. Yeah, oh, you ought that. to see. Well, his, he's got a, a big room in his house, and it's all whittling and shavings and uh, and he makes knives, blades. So is that yeah. barbecue place still in Irving, or is it? Harvey's Barbecue. No, oh, Harvey. Harvey passed away. God uh -huh. bless him. And I put a knife in his con in his uh, <sighs> casket. Yeah. yeah. So Wilt is, Walt's given me, Wilt, Walt's given me some of his whittlings. And uh, my favorite one, it's a little wooden platform. And it's got like three little stools, like stools that you would milk a cow on, you know, the little deals. Uh -huh. And on the sign, it says, so there's three of them, and they're a little bit different, and it says stool sample. <laughs> his, his, his humor, not mine, his. It is. And then he's, he's got this little deal that he just gave me. It's uh, two uh, Copenhagen cans. Copenhagen cans. cans. And show them how it works. It's just, we call it a, a cowboy yo-yo. Because <laughs> it's snuff cans. Uh-huh. But he's got them all over the house. Uh, it's, it's just amazing. But his room is amazing. <laughs> They're nice, the stuff that he's got at his house. It, it, they're unbelievable. I thought that this isn't nice. <laughs> no, but, but they're, they're, I mean, yeah. this stuff is, I, I, I can't believe he has the patience uh, to do that from a, a piece of wood. Well, I used to whittle in training camp, you know, because we work out in the mornings and you had like two or three hours and everybody went to sleep. Except me, I couldn't sleep during the day. Hell, I slept at night, not during the day. <laughs> and uh, so... I went to this barbecue place in Irving, and, and Walter Harvey has got, got Whitlands in the Smithsonian Institute. Yeah. I mean, he was good. And I said, Brother Harvey, I said, could you teach me how to whittle? He said, I ain't got time, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but well, somehow, so some way, you learned. Though. I would go in there and whittle, and finally he came over. He said, okay. He said, I'm going to teach you a couple things. Well, he taught you well because he, he's yeah. got stuff. And, he, and he's got them stacked up on these shelves. And I'm like, I, like, what do you do with all this stuff? And you give them away, and people actually buy them for charity events. Oh, don't yeah. They? I donate a lot of stuff to charities, you know. And, and, uh, and people do buy them. And, uh, I mean, one guy gave like 600 and something dollars for one of my whittlings. And I went over to him, and I said, you want another one of them? <laughs> <laughs> And Walt's got a beautiful log home there in Argyle. Uh, it's, it was an honor to be able to, to head out there and, and interview you about the Ice Bowl once upon a time. And it, it was cold. It was. It was cold at the Ice Bowl. We'll get into that and some more memories down memory lane with Walt Garrison here on the Cowboys Legend Show in just a moment. Back, back, back. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. To the SWBC Mortgage Dallas Cowboys Legends Show. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. 
Final 10 minutes or so of the Cowboys Legend Show from here at the Star in Frisco. We're inside the Cowboys Club. We're here each and every Wednesday night during the football season from 7 to 8 o'clock. Bill Jones with Mickey Spagnola and our Legends guest this week, the great Walt Garrison. <laughs> and guess what? What? What do you always ask me and I never have the answer for you? Uh, the guest next week. That's right. You, know, you have it? I do have it. It's going to be Randy White. Oh, the Manster will be in the house next Wednesday night. And how about the next night? You've got two weeks out? Absolutely. Wow. Uh, Hall of Fame nominee Gil Brandt. All right. Gil Brandt. you got Randy White, Gil Brandt. It's Walt's, Walt's, Walt's favorite guy. Yeah. <laughs> Randy White is a good guy. <laughs> and with that, we'll go, go to, to Danny, Danny with the audience. <laughs> Guys, our next question is going to come from Lisa from Dallas. Hi, Walt. I just want to thank you for your service with the Cowboys, born and raised in Dallas. All right. And my question for you is, what advice would you give Elliot in today's game? Ezekiel Elliott. What advice would you give a player these days? Learn to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a rough and tough game, is football. Uh, it is, but uh, a lot of times, I mean, I didn't get to play my first three years in the league. You know, uh, I got to play on third down situation because Don Perkins, who was the starting fullback, couldn't catch a cold in a blizzard, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> it takes a while to get adjusted to pro football yeah. because it's nothing like college football <laughs> like I thought it was. Yeah, and, you know, and he's, he's pretty well adjusted seeing as a rookie came in and won a rushing title. And right now, three games into the season, he's tied for the, the lead Is he? in That's rushing. Great. No, yeah. You know what? One of my favorite things, having Walt Garrison on these legends show, is, uh, because, is the – you can find it on YouTube, but he says he can do it for us tonight. It's the poem that he wrote and will do on command a lot, and that is, people are funny critters. They really are funny critters, are. Aren't, they, aren't they, Walt? Yeah, and this is an audience participation saying. So, guys, okay. pay attention when it's your turn. So, the only thing that you all need to remember is, when I say people are funny critters, you say, what do you mean? What do you mean? And if you listen, you'll hear yourself in here somewhere. Yeah, so nice and loud so the mic will pick it up. Yeah. Okay, people are funny critters. What do you mean? Well, there's apple pie bakers and crooked bookmakers and blondes and brunettes and birthday forgetters and chicken fry lovers and blue-eyed soul brothers and drinkers and boozers and winners and losers and elephant trainers and tireless campaigners and fixers and minners and paperclip benders and gores and stairs and pinochle players and handkerchief users and tissue abusers and interstate bikers and wilderness hikers and joggers and addicts and handball fanatics and kissers and tellers and friends of the fellers and lovers and fighters and fingernail biters and mayonnaise dippers and miracle whippers and newspaper readers and drivers and speeders and old weight hookers and magazine lookers and people with answers and bottomless dancers and quivering flunkers and basketball dunkers and readers and thinkers and double scotch drinkers and soda straw manglers and bar napkin stranglers and teasers and criers and high rolling flyers and uncles and sisters and passive resistors and Virtuous girlies and sillies and squirrelies and weirdos and sickies and five-dollar quickies and xylophone pickers and popsicle lickers and yawners and nappers and one-handicappers and zippy old-timers and lunatic rammers. People are funny critters. 
Y'all didn't forget your line. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, wow. how, do you, how do you do that? Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was awesome. When, when did you learn that? Uh, about four or, or five, made it up four or, or five years ago. No, yeah. you've been doing it for <laughs> oh, okay, twenty five years. Twenty five, yeah. okay, something like that. You didn't do that when you played football, like when they made you stand up and sing. That wasn't your routine, no, was it? I yeah. did a couple of things, but not that. Meredith, he was, he saved my life when I was a rookie. I mean, because he'd get me up to sing, like the rookies have to do at meals, you know, at training camp. And uh, Meredith, the only thing I knew was country music, you yeah. know. And so I started a country music song. And Meredith gets up, puts his arm around me, and starts singing with me. <laughs> so from then on, the other veterans left me alone. They didn't mess with you because uh, Meredith no. said, you're, Meredith, you're yeah, my guy. I was, I was Meredith's little boy. <laughs> and, we, and we all know Meredith loved to sing. Turn out the but lights. He, but he couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> now, you could? No. No? Okay. <laughs> what was your favorite memory as a cowboy? Of course, you won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and probably that was probably the most perfect game we ever played because we beat Miami 24-3, to and they had a heck of a team then, you know. And, and, uh, but they we were one them. year away from oh, their yeah. perfect season, one right? One year now. away from being great. But, uh, and losing to us probably gave them some initiative to uh, – Sort of like you guys when you lost the year before in the in the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, you had to bring that one up, Mickey. (laughs) Well, it was it it led to their success. Well, and it's just like I say, somebody said, "Well, y'all got beat. Baltimore beat y'all sixteen 13 I said, "Well, there's a lot of other teams that wasn't in the Super Bowl. That's right. You know, and it's an honor to be in the Super Bowl because they take the two best teams to play, Mm -hmm. and. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And, you know, before there was the Super Bowl was the Super Bowl, uh, in Walt's first year, he probably didn't know any better. The first two years he's in the league, they go to the NFL championship game, which was the game at that time, right? Yeah. You probably thought that's what just kind of what happened. Yeah, but, I mean, I didn't play much in because Don Perkins was a hell of a fullback. Perk was still ahead of you, right? But I got to play third down situations because Perk couldn't catch cold in a blizzard. (laughs) But speaking of cold in a blizzard, uh, how cold was it at the Ice Bowl? 13 below. 13 below. Do you have any uh, residual effects of the frostbite or anything afterwards? No, some of them did, but uh, I didn't. I didn't play that much. So you had your hands? I had my hands in a coat (laughs) (laughs) by by a heater. (laughs) You and Bob Hayes had your hands in (laughs) Well, Bob did it on the field. That's right. right. I didn't hardly get on the field during that Super Bowl. (laughs) But, uh, no, I played with some of the greatest guys in the world. Don Meredith's one of the funniest white men I was ever around in my life. And Lily was a pretty good player. Yep, yep. Mr. Cowboy, Bob Lilly. Yeah, I know. And he's doing great. Uh, oh, he's doing yep. good. He's a great guy. Yep. And, uh, you know, and Dan Reeves, that's the best thing ever happened to me. He picked me for a roommate when I was a rookie. And he's one of the smartest sunbucks I was ever around in my life. So you had two guys that helped you out right yeah. from the start. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so when Newhouse came along, I, t- I helped Took Newhouse. Took him under your wing. Kind of returned yeah. well, the favor. Well, he'd run a play, and I said, no, God dang, that's a Frisco <laughs> stack defense. You don't block the end, you block the tackle, <laughs> dummy. Did, well, he, 
Did he have big thighs from the uh, beginning? Yeah. 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 And yeah. good guy. guy. Yeah. What a great guy. Yeah, he was. Well, Walt, it's been great having you here yeah. on the Cowboys hey. Legend Show. Frisco's all grown up now. Well, you know, I used to live at Frisco. And <laughs> it was like 2,000 people or maybe yeah. 14. And the city limit sign. It's both on the same post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we got the Manster Randy White in the house uh, next Wednesday night here oh, on the Cowboys Legend Show. That's what I told him one time. He's a good guy. I said, <laughs> Randy, the only way you could be dumber is be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Walt Garrison, thank you very much, and we'll see you, you again it. next week right here on the Cowboys uh, Legend Show from good. the Star. <laughs>